Welcome to Try Talking Sport, the podium podcast for athletes, adventurers and endurance enthusiasts, hosted by me, Joanne Murphy. I'm recording the intro to this week's episode in the US after spending some time in San Diego last week with Mike Riley and his wife Rose before travelling to Tempe, Arizona to attend the Outspoken Women in Triathlon Summit this past weekend. The summit whose theme was leading from the inside out completely exceeded my expectations on so many levels. From the pre-summit on Friday to the full day sessions on Saturday and Sunday, the welcome drinks on Friday evening and the Women in Triathlon Awards on Saturday night, we learned, were inspired, networked, made great connections and new friends and were empowered, all whilst having lots of fun with athletes, coaches, industry leaders and people who embody the spirit of triathlon and wish to positively impact the sport for the inclusion of all. There'll be lots more to come from the summit in the next few weeks, but for this episode of the podcast, we are going back to race day of the Dublin Marathon. Now, this is the second of our KBC Dublin Marathon special shows celebrating the 40th edition of the marathon in our nation's capital. For those of you tuning in regularly, it's again a slightly different show than usual, but I hope you'll enjoy it nonetheless and be empowered and entertained by the enthusiasm and excitement of those I managed to have a chat with in most cases, just a moment or two after they crossed the finish line. There are sound bites from this year's national marathon champions, Aoife Cook and Stephen Scullion, who both raced incredibly on the day and were so interesting to listen to in the post-race interviews. We also hear from previous podcast guests Valerie Fogarty, K.N. Horgan, Colette O'Hagan and Ray O'Connor, as well as a few of the Blue Line runners and a number of other familiar faces on the running scene in Ireland who share their race day experience with us. Before we head across to the finish line, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has posted reviews of the show to date and who's downloaded the show and shared it. We are at almost 9,000 downloads, which is absolutely fantastic. So please keep spreading the word and sharing your thoughts on the show. I really appreciate it. Right, let's go straight to Val and Kayanne as they get ready to head to the start line of the 40th edition of the KBC Dublin Marathon. First interview of the day today uh, down at the uh, the start line here. We're down at the baggage area. It's really, really noisy, really busy. The girls are drinking coffee. Kayanne and Valerie, my first interview of the marathon yeah. morning. Yay. <laughs> Hi, Joanne. How are we? We're excited. Good. Excited. Good. Good. Yeah. Great to see you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I'm not racing, as we can see, even though you did decide to let the cat out of the bag in the episode. Yeah. Oh. We did try and bring you along. I know, I know. But you've got a great crew here with you today. So, what yeah. are you looking forward to most about this event, Val? Enjoying it, actually, because it's been a long year for us and uh, it's kind of nearly the you know putting the the finish to a great year for us so just want to enjoy the the atmosphere I haven't done it with so many people so I'm excited to be running with 22,000 friends today Lovely. yeah well I guess yeah and Kayanne the last time I saw you you were just after crossing the finish line of uh, Run Galway Bay you did the double up a little bit west yourself and Mar- it was a little, a little bit, bit west, west. But you know, it's Ireland and you know, it was great training for Dublin, which is absolutely beautiful today. Oh, it's stunning today. And I've never done a big city event, um, apart from the Ironman, but a big city marathon. So I can't wait to to see all the supporters and the high fives and the kids and all the, you know, the banners hit here for power, all this. I can't wait to do all that. So Valerie, you've done Dublin before though, haven't you? You've you've raced About eight times, yeah. yeah. So... um, yeah, no, I love it. It's just, uh, there's just something about it that's, that's special, you know. It's the people, 
without doubt. So you guys are, are going running with one of the pacers today to keep you on track, Kayan. I think it's the 4.20, 4.30. we're going to try it, see yeah, how it yeah, goes. Yeah. And then uh, everybody has disappeared as soon as I take the microphone out of the post there. They go on the then, interview. Yeah, Pat and Marion and the other lady that was with you as well. Laura, Laura, yeah. yeah Michelle, Michelle, Michelle is here Hadley, as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you're all running together. With your protein balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nutritionists. Well, listen, hopefully we'll catch up with you at the finish you line. Will, with the best will. of luck. Hope everybody and, uh, has a brilliant day. Have a good day. We're down at the start line. You can hear uh, Liam Morgan in the background here. I've just pumped into uh, Gary McCross and I met him last week uh, at the TI women's event. But Gary, uh, looking forward to this event, even though you haven't had as good training as you thought you might have had coming into the year. Oh, you can't beat Dublin on this time of the morning. So the excitement, the nerves, the adrenaline's all going. So it's brilliant right here. That the buzz is really good. So uh, I'm looking forward. No expectations. I broke my collarbone six weeks ago, so I'm really lucky to be here on the start line. So I'm just going to get around and enjoy it. And uh, what sort of pace are you hoping to do? Uh, I have ran for two weeks, so uh, I don't know why can't shape. I'm going to go with the three hours and see what I feel like entering. So hopefully I can hang on to them towards the end. Very good. Well, I hope to see you on the finish line. We'll see you later. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, I'll be at the finish line sometime, but I don't know what time. <laughs> So Liam Morgan has been on the microphone all morning here at the start of the KBC Dublin Marathon. Liam, uh, incredible scenes here. The biggest ever Dublin Marathon. Uh, 22,500 people uh, running the streets of Dublin today. Wonderful. Um, and while you, you, we can be attracted by the noise, it's really the silence of expectation and hope and motivation and nervousness and positivity. That's really the magic of it all. There's a balance between a buzz and a noise and this, this silence of, of wonder, wonder, really. Uh, it's a credit to everybody. I mean, the officials get deserved credit, but the cooperation of the athletes and the work that the athletes have done to even get here is remarkable and it spreads beyond this you know they're running for people who were ill they're running for charities they're running for themselves the all our, the athletics ireland national championships are part of it there's a story in everybody really and jim mockney and the organizing team they do some wonderful tiny pieces that make it work and this year the lord mayor's medal was awarded to a group of people 13 who have ran all but also billy kennedy billy kennedy has been at every start and finish that i have been at and he's been at all 39 previous dublin marathons and just the little touches of acknowledging and rewarding those people i think it, it adds tremendously to the day it does and of course it's perfect running weather as well today Liam I don't think we've ever had a day uh, like this in the past 10 years anyway there's never been a day like this No spectators rejoiced I think it's 3 years ago at the warmth of the day a great day for spectators not not for not, not, not for runners no. it has been chilly I quoted some song there that the sky is uh, the sun is out the sky is blue there's not a cloud to spoil the view there isn't a cloud it's cold it's, it's very but it'll be wonderful for the runners and there's no there's no wind the dubs I gave credit to at the start because the dubs come out in force they're loud they're generous and they, they make it uh, I was at looking up on the program 48 different countries I saw that were represented so the goodwill and the friendship that that they provide they, that, they, they, they travel they, they go home as well for that and you have a very exciting uh, afternoon ahead now because you're heading to the finish line to call home the winners. F finish line and po and podcast as well. The whole thing has been streamed live. There's 27 cameras covering it. James Tyrrell is the organiser of all of that. And there's excitement all the way. Some people can be distracted by the one, two, three. I I've mentioned the phrase that I repeat often here for when the great scorer comes to mark against your name. He asks not if you won or lost, but how you play the game. And for me, 
the best emotions of the day comes with the people finishing in four and a half hours plus. You can see it was tough. You can see that it hurt, but you can see that it mattered. What was the support like out on the course? Did Dublin come alive out on the course? Yeah, look, it did, and, and I, it sounds bad, but I ignored it for 20 miles. I, I, I have ego on my left arm, which is, don't, don't let your ego make you race people too early. I have hills, which is the hills, which is obvious reasons, and I have patience. And this was the first 20 mile, and then I have animal written on this side, because that's for the last six miles. Um, yeah, the crowd were brilliant. With six miles to go, they were, I think I, I, I got into about fourth place around mile 22, and I, I seen Mick actually, and I, I just said, Mick's not your race, go get the guys up front. And I just kept pounding and pounding and pounding. And then I kind of like, I'm very like into heart rate and effort. And with four miles to go, I just said, fuck the heart rate, just race. And I kept feeling my quads like about to go and I thought, no, and, but it just paid off. What was it like out on the course there, running through the streets of Dublin? Oh, it was fantastic. Um, by far the best race I've ever run in my life. There was support. At every corner, you know, there was no point really that, you know, you felt like you were by yourself. I was running by myself for a little bit when I was trying to, to catch back up to um, Anne-Marie, but like there was support all around. Um, I, it's, it's kind of a tendency to, to kind of uh, slow down if you're up by yourself, but with the support along the streets, it just drove me on the whole way around and it was brilliant. And coming into that finish line, breaking the tape, first one across the finish line for the, the National Mark Championship, what did that feel? Oh, unreal. Uh, emotional. Um, as I was coming down the last straight and I saw it ahead of me, you know, it was just, um, yeah, unbelievable, you know, um, yeah, <laughs> just trying to hold back tears, really. A hugely emotional day, you must be completely proud of what you've achieved, but also from where you've come from, uh, leaping onto the international stage today as a Dublin American. Absolutely, I mean, um, a lot of hard work has gone on behind the scenes of this, you know, um, to be honest, I was looking forward to today because I know I've done so much work um, over the past few months, and I suppose it was just to to see to see what um, what this hard work has done now. So, how will you recover now today? How will you celebrate? I suppose firstly, and then how will you recover oh, tonight? Oh, uh, <laughs> um, uh, there's a there's a group from the club here now um, that have been running today as well. So we'll um, we'll go for a few um, a few quiet drinks. <laughs> We have uh, Sean Hare across the finish line, fourth fastest Irish man across the finish line. Sean, what was your finish time today? 2.16.01 for today, so nice PB uh, in, in, the, in the marathon that means the most to me in Dublin. So. Yeah, it was perfect racing conditions. I think we've new course records across the women's and the men's field today. And outstanding runs from you know, some, of my, some of my best friends in Irish athletics, the likes of Mick Classy and others. Uh, it's fantastic to see. Look, I was thrilled for Mick. It's been a very busy year for him uh, with the birth of his firstborn, with baby, Cro uh, baby Paul with his wife, Krona, and uh, my wife, Olive, and I are expecting our firstborn in the next three to four weeks as well. So it's an exciting year in the, in the Dick Cooper uh, training camp at the moment. Yeah, I can imagine. And uh, there'll be lots of changes then when that baby is born as well. But talking about 2020, what are we looking at? Uh, look, to be honest, I'm going to savour that for now. I'm absolutely thrilled with the PB. Um, this build-up had a lot of ups and downs. I knew training had gone well, but it wasn't always replicated in, uh, or it wasn't always reflected in the races that I'd ran. Thrilled at 216.01. I know I was fourth Irish, but I'm still thrilled with that. Any, any day you're, you're on a PB. Like, this is my 14th competitive marathon, so to run a PB in my 14th competitive marathon at the age of 34, um, I'm very happy with that. And just to say, Jeannie Mac tonight, the support out there, I, oh, like, I know I'm a clear man, but I really, I really feel like a dub. And I'm, I'm very proud that my child-to-be is going to be a dub because, you know, I, I, I'm a 
I'm, I'm, proud of, I'm a proud Clare man and Dublin is my home away from home, but I'm very proud that my, my child-to-be will, uh, will be a dub. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. I believe the support out of the course is, is, you know, it gets better every single year, but this year was no exception with the fabulous weather. Absolutely, yeah, and the whole way, I mean, from, from start to finish, I mean, it was, it was incredible. So look, and do you know what? What a, what a fantastic Irish field to be a part of today. I mean, I think I heard the stats was there nine or ten Irish guys under the 220 mark or in around the 220 mark. That's incredible. Things have really kicked on and we're pushing each other to better and better standards the whole time. So I'm very proud to be part of that field. When I won Galway Bay half marathon, I knew that um, I was in really good shape, you know. And um, I kind of knew that I was going to run well in Dublin. Like the, the, my last two weeks didn't go that well because like uh, I think I picked some tonsillitis 10 days ago so I was on antibiotics for three days but um, I, I wasn't really expecting you know to run my fastest Dublin you know like 10 years later you know like uh, so I'm, I'm I'm really pleased you know I ran 217.10 which yeah, is my fastest Dublin marathon and uh, I think that proves that I've been so consistent for the last you know whatever 12 15 years you know so like hopefully another another 10 you know <laughs> What's next for you now, Sergio? Where, where are you off to um, next now? Or will you take I, a bit of a break? Yeah, I know. Like, I'm not going to take a break. I just think it's wrong doing to take a break after marathon because uh, it's when you are in really good shape, you know. So what I'll do, I'll take it easy for three, four days just to let the pains to settle and uh, I'll get ready to run the national cross country in four weeks' time. Gary O'Hanlon now uh, on the finish line as well. He uh, had a bit of an injury, so he hasn't done a huge amount of training. Seven weeks of training, I believe, to get you to the start line here. But you had a great race nonetheless, Gary O'Hanlon. Delighted with that. I, I, if somebody told me seven and a half weeks ago I would have ran 2.16, I would never have believed it. So it was just one of those freak days where conditions were absolutely perfect. And I'd done the best training I've ever done in the last 10 days leading to it. So... Um, last week I'd done a session with Sinead Diver, which was 40k, 10 mile run in 60 minutes, which was very hard, it was a hard run. Um, then it was a minute break or, or 90 seconds break and done a 10k in 33, 40. Um, a 1k float, a minute on, a minute off, um, a hard, and then a 5k at the end of it in, in under 16 minutes. And it was the hardest thing I've ever done. I think it was like... 225 marathon pace or something like that um, for the last 15 mile of it so that was hard and then on Tuesday I'd done a hard tempo run um, 7 mile and then I'd done K reps on Thursday and I wasn't really thinking of Dublin as a, a key race I was, I was thinking right, I'm back now 7 weeks I'll run straight through Dublin and then I'll target maybe another marathon a month later and I didn't think I'd run that time no, not, not in a million years some would say that uh, maybe getting the rest that you had to take that was enforced rest might have been the best thing for you. Yeah, I think so. Like, um, I, yeah, I, as I said, I, I couldn't believe the time I ran there today. And do you have a number of athletes running as well in Dublin yes, today that I, you're coaching? I had a good lot of athletes running there today. and So I'm going to check my phone now and get back to people and see how they got on and that then. But yeah, I'd say they'll all be delighted now, especially with the conditions. So, so what's next for you, Gary? Uh, 20, um, look into 2020? I'm going to try and I'm going to look for a fast time. I'll probably see. I was hoping to run 220 there and then go to Valencia next month and run 215, 216, but I've run 216 already, so I might skip that and then go straight for Seville and try and run 213 there. Like, I definitely think I can run now way, way quicker than, you know, after running that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in near shape. I'm 60% fit. I know. Well, listen, congratulations okay. and go and enjoy the post race celebrations Thanks and you. the recovery. Gary O'Hanlon. 
So we're just uh, back on the finish line here now and I've bumped into the two men in charge, the Blue Line runners, uh, Ian Redigan and uh, John Burke here. So we're gonna have a quick chat with the two lads because they're standing here on the finish line looking like guards because they are guards, but they're minding the Blue Line runners. So tell us a little bit about who they are and why they're doing the Dublin Marathon. Well, the Blue Line is uh, where guards start at the start of the race and they form what is to the eye looks like a blue line um, it's kind of tradition in some of the marathons all over the world especially say the new york marathon that's that's happening next week but uh, it's usually a courtesy extended to the police force of the country wherever marathon takes place and uh, same here in dublin we've been doing it for the last uh, 11 years it started in 2008 back then we had 20 runners started and today we've got uh, 110 i think we had 100 starts a few last minute injuries and uh, Basically, they're all different abilities, uh, made in all different sizes as guards are. And uh, we're just waiting here in the finish line to make sure every single one of them comes in. Uh, we're watching out for them on the course and uh, we'll wait till the last man comes. That's the way we are in the guards. Brilliant. And uh, Ian, this morning before every single wave, there was there was a blue line and there were some guards as well running of their own athletics club uh, kit as well. So uh, there is a guard athletics club here in Ireland, but it's not just the guards, it's the PSNI as well form part of that blue line. Yeah, there's about seven, seven PSNI people were told this year. But it's absolutely fantastic that they're extended a courtesy to be part of the marathon that ties in lovely with it, running in our nation's capital to have uh, the blue line runners here with us today. the finish line there I'd say you did probably a 310 did you or was it below it 30930 30930 fantastic running how was it tough it was, got very tough out there yeah just a, from 30k on I started a struggle went out for three hours and just just died but fabulous running conditions oh, condition, conditions were perfect got a little bit warm but look you're not going to get a better day than that that's for sure, sure. well done congratulations thanks very much Siobhan. and I've just spotted Mick Rice has come across the finish line as well he was in the first wave this morning uh, Mick what sort of time have you done today I think I did about 310 310 uh, much better second half than first half really enjoyed it such a fabulous event the sunshine the crowds the encouragement young and old this event just gets better every year it's absolutely fabulous a pleasure to be here finish line he's a 340 pacer here at the Dublin Marathon he's here with his uh, grey t-shirt and his balloon Gary how many people had you running with you today I'd say about 150 to 200 great great group great group and we kept them together the whole way and did you make it in on time uh, 30 seconds under which is what we should do <laughs> brilliant what was it like out on the course today it was the, probably the best Dublin Marathon I've ever run there was three uh, of you for every single uh, of the t of the pacing team. Yeah. There was three of you at every at every ten minute interval. Every ten minutes we had three paces. Yeah, so like uh, three thirty, three forty, three fifty. That. And how many times have you done the Dublin Marathon? Uh, this is my uh, my eighth, my sixth pacing. So my sixth pacing. Well done. We'll enjoy the celebrations today, and I'm sure there's lots of people oh, very happy you were with them today. Right, yeah. Well done. Congratulations. On the finish line here with Ray O'Connor. Uh, he's just crossed the finish line. I don't know what time he's done. I don't think he even knows himself what time he's done. But Ray, how was the Dublin Marathon for you today? I have to say it was absolutely amazing. I mean, the crowd out there—I've never seen anything like it. I've done London and, and New York a lot of times, but I tell you what, the noise in that crowd there got us too. The weather was absolutely spectacular, and the course was just amazing. The colours and look at the atmosphere. I mean, you can see the finish here is just—it's an incredible event. Fourth biggest in Europe, it deserves to be the biggest. KBC Dublin Marathon 2019 is absolutely the number one race to do. I just loved it. Uh, how was the course for you, Ray, uh, out there? Was, was it tough at any section or were you happy enough cruising along? 
Ah, it was fine. I didn't get the time I was hoping for, but look, the girl I was pacing, I sent her off and hopefully she got the time, but uh, I, let her, I let her loose at mile 21, she was flying, so hopefully she got it. Hey, it's just a number for me, another one done, and uh, I'm really, really happy to be here, you know. So, Ray, what are you going to do next? Because this was number 171 today. Uh, so what's going to be next, 172? What have you got your eyes on? Uh, so next weekend I'm going to Gloucester and I'm going to do a 24-hour track event, hoping for another 100 mile. We'll see. Today's time doesn't really suggest that I'd be able to do that, but sure, hey, it's all about running and it's getting out there and it's doing it. I mean, this is, this is the best sport in the world, guys, you know? And Ray, we spoke yesterday about what you'd have for your breakfast today. Did you have a fry for your breakfast? Yes, I certainly did. One sausage, two rashers, egg, beans and uh, white pudding. <laughs> well, listen, that's just reminded me that I haven't had my breakfast yet and I don't even know what time of the day it is. That's Ray O'Connor there from uh, Run Ireland, just crossing the finish line here of the Dublin Marathon. Michael Ferry is running as part of the Garda Blue Line team here at the Dublin Marathon, 70 years of age and 73 and a big half, he said. I didn't want to be rude and say he was older than 70, but he doesn't look older than 21, to be fair. So he's, he's a retired guard and I believe uh, he's just after coming in sub four hours uh, here in Dublin. Mick, an incredible run from you today. Thanks very much. Thanks. For, uh, I did my best, but it's 23 years since I did a marathon and the legs were gone halfway. So it was a matter of, matter of getting home. Uh, somebody told me that you were on uh, this, the detail with Mary McAleese when she was oh. president and you used to go running around the Auras. They were my good days. Myself and Martin ran the day they of ourselves. Uh, yeah. And uh, did you enjoy it today, Mick, or were you under a bit of pressure? I was under pressure from the first mile. Age caught up. Age, age, <laughs> caught, age caught up. Well, you're looking good crossing the finish line. The lads have been here waiting for you. Uh, you know, so what, what are you going to do next now? Are you going to do another marathon? Well, I, 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 I'm going to take on Khashoggi. I must get a pair of house runners. <laughs> <laughs> Mick, you, it's all about you today, though. So sub four hours, absolutely brilliant. That's a new uh, guard uh, record, Mick. That'll never be broken in our lifetime. 73 years of age, breaking four hours. Fair play to yeah, absolutely fantastic. I can see a lot of the guards are around here now this afternoon congratulating Mick. So they're all around here uh, congratulating Mick crossing the line. So thanks, Mick, for joining us. Thanks to the lads for giving us the nod that the 73 and a good half year old was just about to cross the line. So I've just literally seen Kayanne, Marion and Valerie cross the finish line. We did chat with them this morning before the race started. 4.27, the time on the clock, girls. Are we happy? We are delighted. delighted. Ask, ask this woman. Ask oh. this woman. Joanne, thanks so much. You've been there in Yall. You've been there in Galway. You've been there in Dublin. Oh. <laughs> my third, My third marathon, best time ever. Thanks so much, but thanks to Ken and Val. They are such coaches. They have a career in coaching. We had the best fun. We had the best oh, fun. It was amazing. Oh, completely. We so I heard you oh, were collecting high fives from people. There was a yes. rhinoceros or something, Kayanne, was there? I got a rhinoceros, a fireman, a man in a kilt, um, a fire officer, a guard. And I think I'm going to be arrested for harassing the supporters, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the children. I love it. I love it. Val, what number marathon was this for you? Because I know when we spoke on the podcast, you had done quite a number. I've forgotten what the number is now, but what number is this? 112 today. 112 today. Wow, that's absolutely incredible. The three of you are absolutely buzzing. Yeah, we loved it. It was lovely. I haven't run Dublin since it was 14,000 people, and there's just no words to describe it. You know, all the way for 26 miles. It's incredible. Support. Oh, yeah. I exactly. It's great fun out there. Oh, Everyone was in great form. Yeah. The when weather you, was great. It was lovely. When you when we did Galway, 32, 34, we said, look, we have another eight, another ten left in us. But I'll tell you, 
with 10 out there to go, Joanne. You need your friends. Yeah. You need your friends. We and they are. have been brilliant. Joe Delaney, 100 marathon done here in the Dublin Marathon. How was it today? It was pretty good. Conditions were perfect. Paced myself nicely. Look, any day that God lets you get out of bed and run is a good day. Today is a really good day. And what did you think of the course and the spectators today? The spectators were powerful as they always are. The course is beautiful, sunny, sunny day in Dublin. What could be better? Uh, I know this is your 100th marathon today, but how many times have you done Dublin before? This is my seventh time. Yeah, seventh it gets better every year. Absolutely, running with the Garda Blue Line. Well, listen, congratulations, Joe Delaney. Well done, 100 marathons completed just on the finish line here. We've just caught up with Sinead from Galway City Harriers. Uh, Sinead has just run a PB crossing finish line here in Dublin. How did you get on overall? Um, it was a fantastic run. I was delighted with it. It's a 12-minute PB, but today I'm running for Avon's Pink Tie. We've saved our fundraise 4,500 for a very worthy cause for our friend Sarah and Ambrance Convoy and their little daughter, three-year-old Millie. So that's absolutely that's fantastic. So, so a bit she of, was our inspiration. Bit of an emotional finish line, really. Yeah, Sinead. we're delighted to get to the other end. If you know, she's have as a fight in her hand, so she kept us going. Maeve Noon from Athenoy AC. We just caught her crossing the finish line, Maeve. Congratulations. Thanks very much. Over the moon. Absolutely over the moon. What number is this for the marathon for you in Dublin? Uh, my number 11 in a row. James Casserly is here and uh, he has just completed the Dublin Marathon and uh, he's surrounded by his family. But James is a very special athlete. James, what number marathon did you do today? Five. And what age are you? 13. And who was with you coming around pushing in your chair around the marathon? My auntie, my dad, yeah. and uh, this girl called Tina. And did you have loads of fun out on the course? Yeah. Why do you like Dublin so much? The adrenaline. Oh, is it really? Was it absolutely packed out there? Yeah, yeah. And did you go faster this year than last year? No. No? No, because uh, it was with, uh, like, I didn't, I, my dad went with me last year, but like, Every year, I don't run it with the same people. Oh, so you don't run it with the same people, so you have to get used to them pushing you in the chair? Yeah. And tell me, was there loads of people out on the course cheering you on? Yeah. Were they saying, go James? Yeah. And, and tell me, who are the three girls that are around you here now today? My cousins. Your cousins. So what are their names? Sophie, Lucy and Maisie. Sophie, Lucy and Maisie. And there's also some special friends over from England as yeah. well. My friends, Gary and uh, uh, Faith. Scarlet and Faith and, and their mum as well. So you're very special because you're up in the VIP box today and you're such an inspiration to so many people. And your mum, Vicky, is here. How do you feel after the marathon? Are you tired? Nah, I'm not tired. I'm, I'm full of energy. You're full of energy, full of adrenaline and excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, hung I'm hungry. You're hungry, but you just did a marathon. Of course you're going to be hungry. Yeah. So you, what do you, what's your favourite post-race food? Nah. After the race, what do you like eating? Pizza, burger? Nah. I, steak. I have, I have a steak, yeah. Steak. <laughs> You've been, been going for a big steak <laughs> today. T-bone steak, yeah. <laughs> T-bone steak. Lovely. Well, listen, isn't it great that you get to do the marathon? And, of course, we had Team Kerr was there as well and yeah. a few other people uh, who were being pushed in chairs. Really special, James, to be part of the marathon, isn't it? Yeah. And you always enjoy it? Yeah. Well, listen, I'm delighted to see you here today and I know you've raced in Galway with us before and you might come back down to Galway again. But well done and uh, enjoy enjoy the fun around today. I'll come today. back to Galway next year. Well, you're coming back next year? Oh, brilliant. I think they love the party down in Galway. Yeah. Yeah.
Lovely. Well, well done to James Cassidy, to mum, dad, to auntie, to everybody who supported Team uh, James, not just today, but for all the years he's been doing the Dublin Marathon. Well yeah. done, James. Aegon has just crossed the finish line, the act for meningitis bear. Aegon, how are you? I think I'm going to retire. <laughs> Will you stop it? How many marathons is that you've done now? Uh, uh, 70-something. 70-something. Now, uh, up on Twitter during the week, I did put up saying that I was only just starting my training. Uh, but you did say you were only starting yours as well. So you've had a couple of niggles, but you've still done a respectable time today. Yeah, I just started and, you know, so much great support on the route to just keep you going and hope for the best. What's going to be next for the bear? Um, a large pint of something. <laughs> um, I meant what race? Maybe, maybe, uh, some, uh, maybe a 10k, something, something nice. Something nice. Okay, well, listen, well done. Enjoy. Triathlon, maybe. Or maybe a triathlon, yeah. So what does a bear take for recovery? Um, Lots of sleep. Mars bars, chocolate, ice cream, Smithix. (laughs) Well, listen, go and enjoy the post-race recovery. Well done, Aon. Well done. Colette O'Hagan crossed the finish line all in pink, looking absolutely fantastic. Five hours and two minutes. Minutes. I nearly did that minute on the five, but I didn't. What okay. number marathon is this now, Colette? Uh, 695. 695. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah, word. So. Uh, you're almost gone uh, global now because yesterday. Yeah, it was on, amazing. You've been all over the radio. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how it was uh, in the studio. It was fabulous. Yeah. Really enjoyed that. But you're such an inspiration to so oh, many thank people. You. Thank you, uh, Joanna. You know, all of your family must be so proud of you. Oh, yeah, my daughter's back there somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah she's still... Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So where are you going to go next? I'm going to the pub now for a glass of wine. Oh, I, mean, I mean, after... I, mean, I knew what you meant. next five uh, Next do? one is Martin Club Ireland, Banlaslow, and then the next day is East Antrim in uh, Carrickfergus. So where's going to be your 700th? It's going to be, I think, in East Antrim. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is yeah. great to see you. And, and thanks for the interview. Thank you. Alison Underwood was one of the 4.30 pacers here today. Alison, how close to 4.30 did you get your crew in? I think we're 4.29, um, 15, 20. And how many, how many people did you have running with you in the group? We had a good few, but some dropped off towards the end. Some towards the end we pushed on because they were doing absolutely brilliant. So we said, come on, go on ahead of us. And they did. So we didn't see them again. So that's great as well. The conditions are absolutely perfect here today. Could have had a better day. Like, really couldn't have had a better day. It was absolutely beautiful. Why would you become a pacer? Like, what, what is it about pacing a marathon that's so special? Oh, it's, oh, it's an amazing experience. Um, to be, to be part of people's goals and to help them achieve that and encourage them and be just be with them along the way. Like, there is, it's, a, it's an amazing feeling. And what you see and hear and the chats you have and everything during the day is absolutely brilliant. It's, it's hard work. It's quite stressful at times, you know. But um, to get to this point now, job done. It makes it all worth it, completely worth it. Well, congratulations. Alison Underwood, one of our female pacers here at the Dublin Marathon 2019. The finish line of any race is a special place. I hope you enjoyed the fun, emotion and inspiration captured in the conversations on the finish line of the KBC Dublin Marathon. As we head into the final month of 2019 at lightning speed, many of us are turning our attention to plans for 2020. The start of a new decade, the opportunity to push out of our comfort zones and set some ambitious goals, sporting or otherwise, for the upcoming year. If you've been inspired by any of the shows to date or indeed by some of the wonderful guests, please get in touch. I'd love to know who or what has inspired you to set some great goals for 2020. As always, 
Feel free to pop a review on Apple Podcasts or on the Facebook page, Try Talking Sport, or pop me an email directly to trytalkingsport at gmail.com. Let's try with an I, not a Y. Thanks for listening. Until next time, see y'all.